This is Anthony Miller, and you're listening to Russell Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com and presented by mybookie.ag, where you can get a 100% deposit bonus right now by using promo code ROSTER. More on that in a minute. My name is Alex Dunlap. Um, going to do the – we're back to it, guys. The week one uh, main slate DFS breakdown and walkthrough podcast. We'll just go through the main slate, talk about some of the best plays, talk about some strategy. It's going to be an interesting week for a lot. I mean, it's interesting for a lot of reasons. I think that uh, we don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) I mean, we, we don't all, we don't ever know what's going to happen, but with no preseason, there's been so much, uh, you know, so much talk about certain roles or different coaches or, you know, different scheme changes and things like that. We just we have our best ideas about what's going to happen, but the fact of the matter is that we simply, at this point, um, you know, we're we're going to learn a lot this week. But there are some good plays out there. There's some awesome tournaments, and I'll, let me say from the start, you guys know that I play a lot of you know I play a lot of cash games. I like to dabble in these tournaments, and this week's a fun week to dabble in these tournaments. Whenever you have this light your cash on fire type of uh, <laughs> type of five dollar millionaire maker. Over on DraftKings, uh, most of the pricing that I'll refer to is on DraftKings, but of course the tools up at rosterwatch.com, the hyper DFS, hyper DFS lineup generator, the uh, DFS cheat sheets that are powered by all of our incredible tools. Uh, those are available to all of our pro subscribers, and they're for both DraftKings, and there's one for FanDuel as well. So let's just go through the slate. We'll talk over some of these plays, decide what the hell we're doing and uh, get on about our business and get and enjoy watching some college football today before for our big uh, our big Sunday of NFL action tomorrow. So we start with the Chicago Bears traveling to the, the Detroit Lions. Chicago, uh, 20.25 implied team total. The Detroit Lions, a 22.75 implied team total. Here, as far as the public betting in this game, we have 35% of the bets on the Chicago Bears, but 59% of the money. So um, looks like maybe a little bit of sharp support there for the Chicago Bears here in this spot. And, man, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to think about – the fact that the sharp betters are on Chicago, whenever we know that Mitchell, everybody thinks Mitchell Trubisky sucks. But uh, the fact of the matter is Trubisky's been good against the Detroit Lions. You know, it's a Matt Patricia defense. They play a lot of man. Um, Mitchell Trubisky can hurt you with his ability to run the football. Uh, whenever you play, everybody who's played football knows whenever a defense plays a ton of man, um, it's 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 going to be a situation where the team is going to be easier to run on if you're the quarterback, just because in man, you turn your back and you run with your wide receiver. Um, 
Anthony Miller has had big games versus these guys. Uh, Allen Robinson has had big games versus these guys. If you're playing in tournaments, I think stacking Mitchell Trubisky with Allen Robinson and or Anthony Miller is perfectly fine. Um, Anthony Miller, especially, let me just pull up his, what did, what did he, I remember he did something, he did something against these guys in the last, it was either last week of the last, in the second game they played, I believe last year. And this was back whenever they still had Darius Slay. I guess it doesn't matter for Miller because he'll be going against Justin Coleman in the slot, but let's see. Uh, yeah. So at Detroit last year, he caught nine, he went nine for 140 in week 13. That's against the same, same corners. Now with Darius Slay gone, you have Allen Robinson that'll be going up against what if, uh, a, a rookie, a rookie and, and Jeffrey Okuda, maybe, maybe Desmond Trufant. Is it Trufant or all? Yeah. Trufant uh, there with the, there with the lions now. So look, Allen Robinson's a dude we have ranked really high this week. Anthony Miller's a guy who we certainly love and could, be a you know a good play this week believe it or not i can't believe i'm starting the podcast out like this mitchell trubisky in, in one of the better spots as far as the roster watch matchup tool it has the detroit Lions as the number 12 matchup for opposing quarterbacks the number 12 matchup for opposing tight ends i don't know what to do there i, I wouldn't worry about the tight end i think that that probably refers more to uh the coverage linebackers and the the slot corners Etc. that are going to be lined up against Anthony Miller. So another reason to like Anthony Miller there who on DraftKings, what is Miller priced at? I remember it being okay. You know, he's, he's 5k. He'll probably be between may he'll maybe be 5% owned. So, um, you know, maybe if you're looking to pivot off of one of these, there would be some really chalky wide receivers in that high four to low 5k range. Whenever you, um, Whenever you look at those, maybe think about uh, pivoting to Anthony Miller if you're play, playing in one of those uh, playing in one of those big tournaments. Uh, on the Detroit, oh, and then David Montgomery is still questionable as far as the injury report for this game. Let's just go over it. Um, so we have questionable as far as fantasy guys. David Montgomery, Cordero Patterson is going to be questionable as well. Um, Jermaine Effetti, who they've uh, who they've picked up, who could actually have to play some sort of role as the Bears um, reel in their attempts to, you know, shuffle up that offensive line to make up for the loss of Kyle Long. So that's something to keep in mind. But David Montgomery, it looks like he's probably going to play. He's questionable. So that's good. Tariq Cohen's probably in, in play as well. Oh, the, the big injury on the Lions side is um, – Oh, look at this. And I even know Jeffrey Okuda is questionable as well. So they have Okuda banged up. Uh, Daryl Roberts, one of their other corners, is is banged up. So interesting, interesting there um, just for the passing game for the Bears. I, I like the passing game for the Bears in this game. Uh, it looks like Kenny Galladay is going to be doubtful, which probably makes you want to downgrade Matt Stafford at least a little bit. Uh, but it certainly elevates Marvin Jones to where you know, he's going he's gonna to become more and more popular over the course of the night and coming into tomorrow, tomorrow morning when everybody's talking him up on Sirius and on the different live streams and stuff. Marvin Jones, I see that uh, Chris Gimino over at Roto Grinders has now updated his ownership percentage now all the way up to 18.6%. Not as thrilled about playing Marvin Jones at 18.6%, but, man, a guy that's 5.5K who – I mean, we've seen the upside that Marvin Jones has go back to the, uh, go back to, you know, what was it? The, the, the Thanksgiving game from two years ago 
18.6%. I'm not sure if I'll be overweight or underweight on him. Uh, I think with Galladay being out, it opens up the door a little bit for TJ Hawkinson. It's an excellent week at tight end because you have Mark Andrews in the nut spot. You have George Kittle in the nut spot. You have Zach Ertz in what seems like a really, really good spot. You have even some of these lower price guys like Jack Doyle feels like he's in a good spot. Well, TJ Hawkinson also feels like he's in a good spot here now that we know that Kenny Galladay is not going to be playing in that one. Let's move on to the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Cam Newton's first game there in Foxborough. The Miami Dolphins have a 17.25 point implied team total. The New England Patriots have a 24.25 implied team total. The Miami Dolphins, 80% of the bets are on the Miami Dolphins to cover that six-and-a-half-point spread, but only 69% of the money, whereas the public – why the public is all over the Dolphins, I have no idea. Uh, only 20% of the bets on the Patriots, but those 20% of the bets re- represent 31% of the money. As for the matchups, uh, the Miami faces basically bottom six matchups across every position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, the New England defense, the computer that makes the matchup tool, still views it as, as a juggernaut, whereas it still views the uh, Miami defense as being not not good. You know, um, I do worry a little bit about the outside wide receivers for the for Cam Newton and the New England Patriots having to go against now Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Unless there, is there injuries to either one of those guys? Let's see, Miami. So. Uh, Miami, so they don't list anybody as being out. Um, they have a safety who's doubtful. The Patriots have not listed anybody except for Nikhil Harry being questionable with a shoulder is all that we're going to be worried about for fantasy purposes. And I wouldn't want to be playing Nikhil Harry against Byron Jones. I would be wanting to be playing against Xavier Howard. It looks like Demir Bird has locked up the wide receiver three role for those guys. And he does have a previous connection from Demir Bird's time. Uh, before he was in Arizona, whenever he was in Carolina with Cam Newton. So maybe a sneaky little connection there, but maybe not the, even though the matchup tool is uh, even, I think the matchup tool is not, not as high on Xavier Howard as I would like it to be just because of some of the grades that it pulls from um, some of the scouting sites like PFF and sports info solutions. I think Xavier Howard's probably better than those guys said that he was last year, but I'm not targeting. I I think if I'm targeting a pass catcher for the Patriots, that it's going to be Julian Edelman, and he's 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 not going to be owned. Um, Ju- you know, no nobody's talking about Julian Edelman this week. There's all kinds of different ownership projections on him, but you see him anywhere between you know five and ten percent ownership on that guy, and it would seem to make a lot of sense uh, that he would be somebody that Cam Newton might be drawn to in his first game as somewhat of a safety blanket. James White, that same sort of deal. And then, look, Sony Michelle, if you can't picture him falling in for three touchdowns on 14 carries for, you know, 58 yards or something like that, you're crazy. Uh, Rex Burkhead could come into play now that we know that Damian Harris is going to set to miss the first four weeks with, um, with was that a hand or a wrist that he's on the uh, initial IR for? So, those are the plays on that side. And look on the Miami side. On the Miami side, Brian, head coach Brian Flores said something that we can really take with us and use for all of these games as we project them. And that is, like, 
he said, we haven't had a preseason, you know, like, uh, no, don't you shouldn't expect anybody to get a full complement of, sna- of snaps. So they're going to have people running in and running out. I want, I, I just, I want no part of Devonte Parker again against Stefan Gilmore. You know, he's banged up anyway. Preston Williams coming off his injury. They're probably going to take it easy on him. No, thank you. Any of these ancillary pieces, these Jakeem grants, any of this stuff. It's just, even if you're trying to win this millionaire maker where there's going to be a million entrants in it, those aren't the kind of plays you want to make. I don't think, I think that I think maybe you want to get the right stacks and, and maybe some of these overlooked games and um, get off the board a little bit, but I, I don't think you need to go that far, that far off of the board. Speaking of the board, a guy I didn't mention in the Detroit game, maybe I should, it looks like Marvin Hall will be lining up opposite Kenny Galladay. So I probably won't play much of him, but um, that's sort of an off the board thing. If you're looking at stacking that game with Trubisky, Allen Robinson, bring it back on the other side with, you know, Hawkinson and Marvin Hall. That's the kind of, that's the kind of thing that maybe you could do if you were interested in, you know, stacking, you know, one of these lower totaled games. But the, with this Miami, New England one, we've been told that Miami is going to be utilizing personnel in a hodgepodge manner. And when the coach comes out and tells you that, uh, I would um, I would tend to believe him. Let's move on to Philly at Washington. Uh, this game has a 24-point implied team total for the Philadelphia Eagles and an 18.5-point implied team total for the football team. Uh, we have 80% of the bets on the Eagles minus 6.5, along with 73% of the money, 20% of the bets on the Washington football team, along with 27% of the money for them to cover. So, the sharp action there sort of right in line with public sentiment. People like the Eagles here in this spot. The one concern I have about the Eagles is the offensive line. Let me look and see if there's been any update about Lane Johnson. We know what trouble these guys got into with losing their right guard to, uh, okay. So Lane Johnson is still questionable. So, if they don't have Lane Johnson, I don't know what they're going to do because they've already had, you know, they signed, they re-signed Jason Peters to take over for Brandon Brooks when he was lost for the season at right guard. Andre Dillard is lost for the season with a, what was it? Like a torn pectoral or biceps. So something, something that sounded fucking painful. Um, so now Jason Peters moves back out there. You got to backfill the guard position. And now it looks like there's no Lane Johnson. It's like, man, Washington's no good. And that team is a, that team is a, that team is poorly run and it's, it's a train wreck. But if you just like, let's just, let me just see, I'll go to, let's look, look at their depth chart and just, you look at what they can do along the front seven. Look at the kind of players that they have. They have across the front seven, Chase Young, who was their first round pick this year and a guy that most people thought was better than either of the Bosa brothers. They have first round picks and Jonathan Allen and Dayron Payne in the interior. They have Montez Sweat on the other side there. And they also have Ryan Kerr- Ryan Kerrigan, who's a first round pick himself. Montez Sweat's a first round pick. This is that is five first round picks in that front seven. I mean, that's a guy that's going to be trouble for that offensive line. Zach Ertz is going to have to block. Dallas Goddard's going to have to block. Miles Sanders is questionable. 
Could that open things up for Boston Scott a little bit? Maybe. I'm I'm probably going to play Miles Sanders in season-long leagues. I, I don't – and where I have the pool, whole player pool open to me, if Miles Sanders is, is active, I don't think I'm going to play him in DFS. Uh, maybe playing a guy like Miles Sanders is the way to win the millionaire maker. Maybe he's going to be okay and they're going to run the wheels off him. But I don't know. I think I'd be more inclined to – if I were to take, take a big shot on this or try and stack this game somehow because there are pieces on the other side I'm interested in maybe going with the Boston Scott or somebody like that could be could be somewhat interesting Carson Wentz continues to show up on our cheat sheet products along with Deshaun Jackson who we've been targeting for this game basically in our all of our season long drafts I still like Deshaun Jackson I'm just looking at fucking man it feels like everybody likes Deshaun Jackson and if he's gonna be 25 percent owned I'll probably have him in cash but um how are you gonna win a turn I, I just it's guys like that with such variable outcomes. Like he can bury you if he's 25% owned in a tournament and he goes three for 42 yards. And I'm not saying I think that that can happen, but with what we've kind of defined along the offensive line, it does his routes are going to take longer to develop than, than some of the others. And if Wentz can kind of pepper guys, the more and more I'm talking about it, I'm not sure Wentz should be on the cheat sheet. I know that the cheat sheet is not accounting for the Lane Johnson stuff. If Lane Johnson goes, I think I'm going to keep him on. If we get word Lane Johnson's not going, I don't think I'm going to have much more interest in – I don't have much interest in Wentz anyway, but it's for some reason our, our computer does. Um, so that's where I am on that. that. On, the, on the Washington side, the two clear plays are Terry McLaurin, who's just m- mispriced. Uh, he'll be going up against Darius Slay, who people have differing opinions about. I still – I still view Darius Slay as being pretty, pretty good. Uh, but, but, but McLaurin's met up with him before and, and done fine. Um, not as an Eagle, but uh, he has met up with him before. And the other play, of course, is Antonio Gibson, who's men price for, uh, for running backs at least, which is the men price on DraftKings this week has moved up to 4,000, I believe he's 4,600 on FanDuel. So actually that's the same amount of salary cap in those two spots. He's a better play on DraftKings though, because he projects to, uh, what did the Vegas tool say? Let me go to the Vegas tool at rosterwatch.com. I think Vegas has him at a three and a half over under with heavy juice on the over for his receptions total. Let me just see if I can pull it up. Fuck, fuck me, man. Like, come on, Alex, you can be a little more professional here. Uh, no. Okay. So it's two and a half reception over under with juice on the heavy. It's two and a half receptions with the over is a minus 180. So they're basically telling you it's going to be three. They're basically saying you're betting over or under on three receptions. I think it'll go over. He also has a pretty decent rushing yard prop. I mean, at 40.5 rushing yards, it's like Alvin Kamara's rushing yards prop this week's only 48.5. They expect both of those guys to get it done mostly through the air. The problem with Antonio Gibson, he's going to be very chalky. He's going to be, be a very popular player, which hurts me badly because I'd like to play him in some of these tournaments. It looks like probably what I'm going to do is just kind of play him in cash games and maybe be a little bit under the field in tournaments as, as somewhat but what of a hedge for these idiotic tournaments that I'll be playing where I'm lighting my money on fire with my cash game brain and this stupid top-heavy structure of these millionaire makers. Um, but th- there it is. It's McLaurin and it is Antonio Gibson on this side. There's been talk, um, about Logan Thomas. I know JJ Zacharyson, our friend that was on this pod the other day, has been talking him up 
talking him up a little bit. Um, our friend, the pod father, Matt Kelly has been talking a little bit about Logan Thomas. I mean, I, I, I get it. Uh, he's an athletic dude. He's a good enough player. Um, I just, with the other options at the tight end position, I'm not going to be interested. And then, you know, some of these uh, with Washington, that's just where we are. I think that the plays there, Terry McLaurin and the plays are in, in, in the in Antonio Gibson, and they're going to be popular. And if you think you're going to win a million dollars by stacking, you know, Deshaun Jackson and Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson in your lineup and playing popular plays along with those guys and having those be your low kind of price players. I think that's great for cash games. I'm leaning towards doing something similar in cash games, but it's not going to win. It's not going to win you a tournament um, unless you just get wildly differentiated elsewhere. And even if you do, once you get differentiated elsewhere, you're going to be along with 40 to 40% of the field that has that, that had that same idea as you did. Everybody knows that McLaurin's underpriced. Everybody knows that the Gibson's un, uh, underpriced. So it's like my friend Blender said on the show I did with him and Derek Cardi just earlier on, on Roto Grinders. And it doesn't make any sense to me, but he, he's a really smart tournament mind. So if you're listening to this for tournament advice, he just said, you got to look at your lineup and look at it and like, think it looks bad. <laughs> just like, well, that was shit, man. Like I, I want to play the good plays. Um, so ho- hopefully that'll mind fuck you the same way it mind fucked me. India Jacksonville. We have a 26.5 implied team total for the Indianapolis Colts and a 18, a puny 18.5 implied team total for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another knock on Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin being such chalk is that I just said that that Jacksonville Jaguars, the worst team in the league, their implied team total is 18.5. That's the same implied team total as the Washington Redskins. It's not like they're expecting – the sportsbooks are expecting a lot of offense there anyway. So that's another knock. And with Antonio Gibson, the other knock is there's four running backs that could be active. And the other knock is he's never had more than 177 carries in any season he's ever played football, right? So – well, there's a lot to love about Antonio Gibson. I'm excited about it. I'm, ex- I'm excited to play him. I'm going to play him in cash. There, there, are reasons to, there are reasons to maybe look elsewhere in that same range if you're playing in tournaments. And one guy you can get at one-fifth the ownership uh, plays in this game. It's going to be Chris Thompson uh, right there at 4K, the same price. He's a direct pivot. Direct pivot off of Antonio Gibson. People will talk about playing James Robinson from Illinois State, who I, you know, we loved through the – we were higher on James Robinson starting at the Combine than virtually anybody else. His tape from Illinois State is just fantastic. The issue is when are they going to just hand him the football and try and pound the ball? Like Andy's going and, to and, – Andy should steamboat these guys. They should, what, steam race them? They should boat, they should boat race them. Uh, and, and when they do, James Robinson, if you haven't seen him before, he's big, thick, big, like thighs. He's got those Darius guys, AJ Dillon type uh, thighs. You know, he walks around like that. Uh, the um, who's that? The King of Bahrain that has that robot like bodyguard. Like Robinson walks around like that, right? I, 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 don't, I don't want to call him a plotter because in his explosive measurables, he was a good enough athlete, but he's a big, big dude that's going to run between the tackles and is going to win that way. And I just don't know if that's in the game script for Jacksonville in this game. Whereas with Chris Thompson, 
it feels like it, it well it is well within the realm of possibility that Gardner Minshew is having to dump the football off to Chris Thompson. They're kind of playing from behind. They're in comeback mode. Even if they're not, man, Byron said at Jags camp, Chris Thompson was getting a bunch of work down there by the goal line anyway. You know, stretching the, the stretch zone, getting him out towards the pylon, flip, the old flip ninety shit that uh, that. Um, the old flip ninety shit that, uh, that Gruden had had done before, even dating back to his time in, in uh, Cincy with the, the Gio Bernards of the world. So, I think it. Look, man, it's it, it makes sense to me to play Chris Thompson. DJ Chark is going to be in play as well. Uh, if you're playing DJ Chark and you just want to get weird with the Gardner Minshew kind of garbage time Gardner stack. I think that's fine as well. The real flyer here would be LaVisca Chenault. We have no idea what to make of him or what his role will even be, but he's a beast. He's a dude who, uh, you know, he, he's, he's part of the future. We, we know after this team let Fournette go, after they've let everybody go, the, the Jags are building for the future. And whenever that's the case, you want to look at the pieces that, 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 that you have in place, right? You, like you want to look at the, you want to look at, at, at like, let's like, let's get a look at LaVisca, you know, let's, let's get a look at some of these, you know, let's get a look at some of these stars of, of our, of our future. Right. Let's, let's move them around. Let's, let's see what we can do with them. So it's a total toss up, but it is uh it's just something that, you know, something to keep in mind there on the Jaguar side, a side that I'm pretty much off of outside of Chark and Chris Thompson, if I'm looking for a pivot off of Antonio Gibson at that exact 4K, uh, at that exact 4K range in tournaments, I like I said, I plan on paying playing Gibson in cash. Um, Kipsey saying in the chat, the ugly lineup makes sense. There'll be quite a few lineups with three to four sub K. Yeah, it's look that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, man. <laughs> It's going to be hard to make an entire lineup that you feel completely comfortable with this week because uh, let's be honest, who, who's, whose role are you completely comfortable with? I'd, I'd, I'd like to get a week. Of, I'd, I'd like to get a week of data before I'm too sure about any of this. But fuck, man, it's week one. We're going to play some DFS, dude. We're trying to make some money, and so we got to come here. We got to talk through it on the Roster Watch podcast. Uh, we go now to the next game. It's the Green Bay Packers. At the Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota's favored in this one. Uh, Green Bay, a 21.5-point implied team total. The Minnesota Vikings, a 23.75 implied team total. The Vikings have, wow, 73% of the, so the, okay. So the public feels like I do, being the, being the square that I am as far as betting. Um, I say, why are they favored? Why, why are the Vikings favored? 73% of the tickets and 87% of the money are on the Packers. So the public sentiment is heavily in support of the Packers here. And the, the line's not changing, even though 27% of the bets have come in on the, on the, on the Vikings, but only 13% of the money. We have sharp support here for the public sentiment, which is, which is an awfully interesting thing. Uh, let's look at the matchup tool here. The Green Bay Packers, their best matchups come at the come at the wide receiver position. That is because uh, Minnesota's lost their entire defensive backfield. They have a couple of rookies back there. They took Jeff Gladney out of TCU in the first round or the, into the first. I forgot who they took with their. They took an early round pick on another cornerback. They'll be could be starting Holton Hill. This is. Just wheels up for Devontae Adams. He's probably my favorite play on the slate. He's only 73. You're telling me he's – how much – 
he's like, he's almost 2000 less than Michael Thomas. And when I was doing my show earlier with Derek Cardi, who does the blitz projection system, Derek Cardi's blitz projection system loves Michael Thomas more than any other player in the league when he's at home and he's in the dome. And even the blitz is telling you, 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 you got to play Devontae Adams over Michael Thomas. So love Devontae Adams in this game. I'm not necessarily sure I'm stacking him with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not sure how many other players in this game I really like. I mean, the opposing matchup for runners here, not as bad as you would generally think. Um, middle of the road for Aaron Jones. So you could think about Aaron Jones, but I'm not messing with Alan Lazard. I'm not messing with Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, maybe a one in one fifty type of tight end play would be Robert Tanyan, who is, I believe the minimum salary and who's been getting all of the pass receiving work there for the green Bay Packers. It's just not the week that I would look to do that. Uh, on the on the Minnesota side, if I'm playing Devontae Parker, I would love it to be if, if that's a, a, a Dalvin Cook team. Um, the Vegas tool for this week really likes Dalvin Cook in uh, FanDuel, where he is. Wait, yeah, where he's where he's 8,700. Uh, he has a 74.5 yard for reception, 26.5 yard receiving prop. Uh, and he's minus 150 to score. One of the best odds to score on the whole entire slate is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook just got paid. He got a big contract. He's going to be pissed off that Alvin Kamara got the bigger contract. I think he's going to come out. They're, they're going to feature him. They're going to be excited to get Dalvin Cook going out there. So um, you know, I'm interested in playing him. And other than that, I don't want to play anybody on, on the Vikings. I mean, sue me. I don't, I don't want to play Adam Thielen. I mean, he he'll be matched he'll be matched up against a he'll be matched up against a uh, a rookie. What is it, Jalen Johnson, for some of his snaps in this game? But uh, there there's just other wide receivers that we'll talk about that I like a little bit more. If I'm in that range, I want to try and get up to Devontae Adams. I'm not going to play Justin Jefferson. I'm sure it's all about playing old BC Johnson. I don't think it's the week to get cute with an Irv Smith or a Kyle Rudolph at the tight end position as the roster watch matchup tool has both of the, I mean, Irv's, you know, Irv Smith, all, you know, is what his, you know, 4.5 points per game last year in PPR versus the number 21 matchup of the week for opposing tight ends. I'm, I'm, I'm just not interested in uh, playing either of those guys. So for me in this game, it revolves around Dalvin. It revolves around Devonte Adams. And that's, th- those are my main takeaways from here in this game. Uh, let's see if we can move on to the next one here. And that is my bookie, which it's summertime. And at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contest, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports summer of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code ROSTER and double your first deposit. Now players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross sports wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Remember, go to mybookie.ag 
enter promo code ROSTER and double your first deposit up to $1,000. So 1000 free bucks, guys. MyBookie.ag promo code ROSTER. All right, let me get back to my uh, betting sheet here so we can see where the hell we're at. Where the hell are we? Jesus Christ. Real organized podcast with all these tabs I got open, guys. Sorry about that. Okay. Next game. The Seattle Seahawks at the Atlanta Falcons. A 26-point implied team total for the Seahawks. A 23-point implied team total for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the, the public betting in this one looks as follows. We have 69% of the tickets on the Seahawks, along with 90% of the money, 31% of the tickets on the Falcons, along with only 10% of the money. So everybody loves the Seahawks here in this game. They think Russ is going to cook. I'm fine playing Russ. I love DK Metcalf in this game, 5,800. If you look at um, Tyler Lockett, his pricing is really good, I believe, on – FanDuel, yeah. So it's a two percent salary difference on Fan. He's basically FanDuel's got sixty k salary cap. He's only sixty eight hundred on FanDuel. He's sixty five hundred on DK, but DK's got a fifty k salary cap. So two uh, percent of salary cap you save over on FanDuel when playing Tyler Lockett. The matchup tool here has Atlanta being the number ten matchup. Uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, the matchup tool here has Atlanta being the number five matchup for opposing wide receivers. So if it, it is the number 11 matchup for opposing running backs. So Chris Carson, certainly a guy you could play. No one's going to play him because everybody's worried about Carlos Hyde and all these lies we hear whenever Pete Carroll's chomping off bubble gum and talking shit to these reporters. But Carlos Hyde's, I mean, he could be a, he could be a problem. Um, DJ Dallas could be a problem. We don't know how this split's going to turn out, but you know, if you're not on, if you're not on um, Chris Carson, uh, it seems like Russell. I mean, look, here's the thing: Matt Ryan's going to get it going on these guys. This is a this this is not the Legion of Boom Seattle team that we've talked about. They don't have a pass rush. They, they're they're not good on the back end. It's Shaquille Griffin, and it's you know, is Quentin Dunbar can he even play? I guess he can play. I guess he's still waiting on his. Discipline from the league, unlike DeAndre Baker and that cockamamie thing that they got into with, um, I'll just, I'll stay out of that. Um, so, I mean, Matt Ryan's going to sling it. He's going to sling it to Julio Jones. He's going to sling it to Calvin Ridley. Uh, stack those guys all you want. Um, Hayden Hurst is going to be a great play. Todd Gurley, I would not be surprised to see him get 20-plus touches in this game, and he could easily fall into the end. Now, now would kind of be the time to play Todd Gurley, right? And he's, and he's only 6,000. Uh, 6,100 on, on DraftKings. So there's a lot of good plays in this game. I would just say if you're going to be stacking it, you know, it's a 49 total. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's in the dome. It's got a bunch of attractive players at attractive price pricing that people like to play. So I'm not sure it's going to win anybody the million bucks unless they hit the super nuts and they play like a Russell Gage or, um, you know, they played Carlos Hyde, uh, you, you know, and just stack the other game regularly. Um, but certainly a game that you should have interest in and, and one that you should, one that you should know about there. Um, trying to think about if there's any sort of, and there's not really like the target, the target tree is so concentrated with, with the Falcons, you know, it's going to be Julio. It's going to be Calvin Ridley. It's going to be Hayden Hurst stepping into the old Austin Hooper role. And just one thing to monitor with Julio is, is just he, he's, he's a little hamstrung. 
He's got a hamstring. They say he's fine, but I always worry because there's no better decoy in the National Football League than Julio Jones if he's if, if he's if if he's a little bit banged up, and they're not afraid to deploy deploy him in that fashion. The Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. This game uh, has Cleveland with a 20 point implied team total. The Baltimore Ravens a 27 point implied team total. Um, 65% of the tickets are on the Ravens. Only 44% of the money. They like the. The, the Sharps like the Browns plus seven and a half, which makes sense because the Sharps always like shit that I don't understand. Um, 35% of the tickets are on the Browns, but 56% of the money. So a pretty good discrepancy there. It goes to show you that the people who are betting on Cleveland are making bigger bets, meaning they're probably sharper and more interested and invested betters. So that's something interesting to keep in mind. I'll, I'll never play Nick Chubb against the, the, the Ravens. I wonder, like, my only interest in Cleveland Browns against the Ravens is if I'm doing the thing where I'm playing. Let me first say that you don't have to stack Lamar Jackson. We all know that. Lamar Jackson could run in for three touchdowns and swindle all of his pass catchers and uh, all of his associated running backs, right? You don't, you don't have to play him uh, with, with, a, with a, a, a pass-catching teammate. But a popular thing to do is going to be going to be to play Lamar Jackson and stacking him with Marquise Brown and Mark and, and or Mark Andrews. Both those guys are outstanding plays. Mark Andrews in two games versus these guys last year had three touchdowns on 17, 17 to get eight and nine targets. I think 17 targets in two games last year. That's when Hayden Hurst was still there. That's when Mark Andrews was only playing like 40% of snaps in a game, 17 targets and three touchdowns versus Cleveland last year. It's our number four matchup of the week versus opposing tight ends on the roster watch matchup tool. Everything lines up for it. You get a big discount from George Kittle to go down to Mark Andrews. It makes a lot of sense. He's probably my favorite play at the tight end position. Uh, all things considered, Marquise Brown is a great play too. He's put on a bunch of weight. He looks more beastly. He looks you know more explosive. Everybody said it's going to be a brand new year for him. On the Cleveland side, uh, let me let me look at the injuries. I thought there was some injuries there on the on the back end. Is Greedy injured? Is Greedy injured? Um, Stenzo Ward that you worry most about with oh yeah, so Greedy Johnson's out. Kevin Johnson is out with a liver. So Kevin Johnson would have been handling the slot. You got Greedy, who's their number two corner, who's out. Denzel Ward, he's he's one, he's he, he's he's fast enough to run with Hollywood, but uh, he doesn't travel, and they can move him around. And he's a good play. He's going to be twenty five percent owned. My friend Blender HD, that's a GPP and tournament savant, says that. You couldn't have a you couldn't make a worse play in large 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 field tournaments than a twenty five percent on Marquise Brown, and that much I can kind of believe. It's kind of like we talked about with Djax earlier. When we have such a wide range of outcomes, why would you want to tie yourself to somebody who, um, you know, the rest of the field you're you're on board with twenty five to thirty percent of the rest of the field? If he does go kaput, he you're all you're all you're all toast. So um, that's sort of how I feel about those guys. Uh, Mark Ingram shows up. I, he's not a play like I would generally like, but he does. Sh- our model does have him showing up on the cheat sheets. So uh, just something to keep in mind there. My question is who to bring it back with on the other side, because I, 
people think that the Ravens they lost Earl Thomas and this this like you still got you still got to you know these these wide receivers you still got to you got I'm there I would I would not play Nick Chubb against that front maybe Kareem Hunt I just and then Jarvis Odell I don't know that's why if you're gonna be playing a, a two man three man stack on the Baltimore Ravens side Hollywood Lamar and Mark Andrews you'll need to bring it back with one Cleveland Browns player in tournaments. And do, do I really want like Odell Beckham versus Brandon Carr or Marcus Peters or uh, was it Marlon Humphrey when he moved from Jesus? That's what, if you like try and get shelter in the slot, you get fucking Marlon Humphrey. So don't know, man. What's that emoji? You just throw your hands up. I don't know. I probably won't be stacking Lamar Jackson with those two players because I don't know who to bring it back with on the Cleveland Browns side. Two more games here in the, Early window, the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. This one should be easy. A 16.5 point total, the lowest implied team total on the board for the week, the New York Jets. Buffalo Bills have a 23 point implied team total. 46% of the bets, but 86% of the money on the New York Jets plus 6.5 in this game. So, interestingly enough, that's, that's, that's crazy. 54% of the tickets. So the, the majority of the tickets are on the Buffalo Bills on here to cover almost a touchdown, but only 14% of the money. So keep it in mind. If you want to trail the Sharps on that play, take the, take the Jets and the points. On the Jets side, I don't know if I have a uh, – maybe in PPR like DraftKings, you could play Jameis and – everybody's hurt. Prashad Pyramid's banged up. He's acting like he's going to play, but he's going to get Tredavious White. Um, maybe – let's look at the matchup tool. Um, so the New York Jets, New York Jets are facing brutal matchups everywhere. The Buffalo Bill. So I don't even know. Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon, maybe it's just our sixth worst matchup for opposing tight ends is, is the is the Buffalo Bills. Any any significant injuries on the Buffalo side of that I've forgotten about? Let's see. Buffalo. So um, they have Josh Norman, who's out, which we already knew about. That's it. They have Vernon Butler questionable. He's a defensive tackle. Um, on the Jets side, Denzel Mims is out. We already knew that. Yeah. So Brashad Perriman is going to go. Don't play Brashad Perriman. Um, maybe Herndon. Le'Veon Bell's cheap. You know, if you're going look, if you're going to, if you're gonna, if you're gonna beat, if you're gonna beat Buffalo, it's just it's tough, man. But if you're going to beat Buffalo, the one thing on the matchup tool that shows that it's at least a middling matchup for the Jets is opposing runners. It's still the 18th matchup, but that's press pretty middling. Everything else is highlighted in pink or red is a must avoid. The uh, the running game matchup is a neutral one, and literally between 0 and 1% of the field will be on Le'Veon. So if I'm clicking away, you know, as I keep doing stupidly, just clicking away into this $5 buy-in thing on DraftKings – with weird lineups, like as my Fred Blender would say, kind of just look like shit and that you don't feel comfortable with because they're not the best plays because a million of your friend, best friends are going to be on the ball, the best plays. And Le'Veon, could, I mean, would you be that surprised if he had two touchdowns or something in this game? The Sharps are, the, the, the Sharps are on the Jets. It just feels hard. A, a near touchdown road underdog running back who is going to be getting spelled by Frank Gore, who this is, look, it's kind of like a Frank Gore homecoming, isn't it? Going back to Buffalo. On that side, 
can't play Devin Singletary. I can't play Zach Moss. Can you play Josh Allen? Maybe. But do you really feel comfortable with stacking him at this point in time with Stephon Diggs or John Brown? That's the kind of gross kind of play, though, that you might need to, to, to win a big tournament this week. As you guys know, my brain doesn't work like that. I like the good plays. I like the sick plays. One of the best games of the early window, the Las Vegas Raiders, or at least from my opinion, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Las Vegas has a 25-point implied team total. The Carolina Panthers, two-and-a-half-point home dogs here with a 22.5 implied team total. The uh, Jesus Christ, 43% of the tickets are on the Panthers to cover here and 91% of the money. So the Sharps hate the Raiders. Hmm. That's interesting because the most popular running back on the slate is going to be Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs has been through his career at Oakland, a front running running back. He is a running back that didn't score a single touchdown in Oakland losses last year. All, all, all eight of his touchdowns came in Oakland victories. So, this was the game where we looked at it. We said, this, this is a Josh Jacobs game because they're going to smoke this completely rebuilding Carolina defense that they might still, I still like that dude. I, I like Derek Carr in this game. I like Josh Jacobs in this game. I like Henry Ruggs in this game. I like Brian Edwards in this game. I, I like to stack all those guys with Derek Carr and you have all the easiest bring back options here. The one problem is if you play, and this is kind of for tournaments, if you play Christian McCaffrey, you're going to need to pay down for Antonio Gibson. And you're going to get in Derek Carr. And you're going to get in Ruggs or Brian Edwards or something, a cheap pass catcher on the other side to sort of bring back that stack. And all of a sudden you have like, like that looks like a cash lineup that you would be putting in tournaments, which is what a lot of people are going to do because they don't know any better. You're going to, you're going to have a chalky lineup that is going to have a lot of crossover and a lot of uh, duplicity. Is that a word? Duplicity? Like it's going to have a lot, you're, you're going to have a little, some kind of duplicate uh, spots, you know, where you're going to have to have some three V threes or stuff like that um, versus other chalky lineups that just aren't going to be able to put you over the top. So I, and it's just because Christian McCaffrey's price is just so cost prohibitive. He's, he's, he's 10 K and in a week where it's so funny, like on DraftKings, they usually in week one, they want to make it easy for new people to come on board and get in all the players who they want to get in and stuff. So pricing is usually a lot softer than it is this week. We don't have that many. It's not that soft. There aren't that many just scream, scream at you values. Guys like Devonte. Uh, Devonte Adams, you know he's a great value. Go 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 look at the Vegas tool. Of course, all of our tools I'm referencing here, all available to our pro members at rosterwatch.com, and so many so many more. Um, but it's like it, it isn't like he's cheap. You know, Terry McLaurin seems like he's mispriced. Antonio Gibson seems like he's mispriced. But those two guys play like I've talked about. That's an that's an 18 and a half point team total in that game. It's like how, I mean, how excited are you to get jam both those guys in your lineup? Tied for the second lowest implied team total of the week. Now they are two probably the only players that, are, you know, 
two of the only players you know you'd be interested in anyway on on Washington. I mean, what else are they going to what else are they going to do with the football? But we're not getting a Christian McCaffrey for like eighty nine hundred or something like that. Like I would have liked to see this week. Uh, let's see a fantasy football alert here. Miles Sanders is not going to make the trip to Washington due to a hamstring injury that had him listed as questionable. Okay. I'm glad we got this. That's from Adam Schefter. He's not making the trip. Will not make the trip to Washington and due to a hamstring injury that had him listed as questionable is out for Sunday's opener against Washington. Boston Scott comes clearly into focus. What's his price? 4,800. He's going on the cheat sheet. He's going on the cheat sheet. And that opens things, that opens things up. Boston, do you know what the chalk bills? Let me just go through this real quick. This isn't, this isn't the general. So McCaffrey, Gibson, Gibson, Scott. Defense. Let's just get you guys. You guys see my process here. I'll put in a defense first. Um, just, let's pay down in here and just go with the Jets at twenty one hundred. Let me just. I'll, I'll just. Um, this is going to be the chalk build. So, if we get in Devonte Adams, what does that leave us? Leaves us like fifty four hundred at the to, so if we're going to make this game, if it's a McCaffrey build, now that we have Scott and Gibson, let's put in Derek Carr. Let's put in Henry Ruggs. That could also be like a Marquise Brown or something like that. Yeah, that's going to be a chalky build. And then the the, the, the D-Jacks will come into play there. You could play d or let's just say you could play D-Jacks. And McLaurin, let me hold on, hold on. I'll tell you the chalk lineup. Djax, McLaurin. Can you get Lamar Jackson in this lineup? With 3,200 left, you can play Lamar Jackson naked with 3,200 left and get in, you know, 3,200 left after that. I don't know. It's going to be some iteration of Boston Scott's going to become kind of chalk. Um, I'm glad I got that news. Okay. So, all right. He'll be going up on the cheat sheets. I'm getting text now from Byron. The cheat sheets will get updated here right after the podcast. Um, did I get through that last game? I think I did. Let's let's move on to the afternoon games. The Chargers at Cincy. Uh, Chargers twenty two point two five implied team total. Cincinnati uh, nineteen point seven five implied team total. Um, I worry about Joe Burrow in this game. I worry about the shitty offensive line of the Bengals going up against the pass rush of these Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa types. I think it could spell trouble. It's a great secondary too. Um, what you know, what 
he's he's been he's a guy who I, I had way down in our rankings for season long in week one who I have high hopes for for the rest of the season. But even in super flex, even in one of my super flex leagues, I'm not playing Joe Burrow just because I'm a little bit worried about him this week. Therefore, I'm not really interested in any of the pass catchers um, on that side. No Tyler Boyd for me. No AJ Green for me. Joe Mixon for me, maybe. Yeah, I mean, in these tournament lineups, I'm finding myself with some Joe Mixon. Uh, I think if they're going to be able to do anything in this game, I think it's I think it's going to be Mixon that gets it done, and he, he he'll be a good outlet. Um, he's big and he's strong and he can chip, and he's a guy who I think you know the tackles got a tackle like Bobby Hart you know, or a rookie playing in his first game like Jonah Williams. Uh, they they'll definitely be able to use a guy like Mixon coming off the edge and chipping a guy like Bosa or a guy like Ingram as he works his way out into the flats, and that's the way that I see Mixon getting involved in this kind of game. We know he's a dynamic player. We know he's gotten the extension, much like Dalvin Cook, much like Alvin Kamara. These guys, right after they get extended, they get featured. So I'm fine with Mixon. On the Chargers side, their line is 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 banged. Their center, Mike Pouncey's out. The right side of the line is bad. The left side of the line is banged up. I don't know if since he's going to be able to take advantage, but I think this means to me a lot of Austin Eckler um, taking advantage of just – just bad linebackers for the for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think that he's going to be heavily involved in the receiving game. Terod Taylor, if he's under pressure, maybe he'll run a little bit more. I don't know if that what that really means. Uh, I noticed Hunter Henry has a good prop this week. Uh, the, the the Vegas props tool really liked him. You can go check out the Vegas tool at rosterwatch.com. Maybe it's just because they think he's going to have to probably be on the field a ton to help that to uh to to uh to help that banged up offensive line i'm not sure that this you know and if they have to if they have to have a couple tight ends in um does keenan allen move outside or like i just i don't know if i'm feeling the way that that the chargers are going to look this week uh outside of Outside of Eckler, I like the two running backs in this game, Eckler and Mixon. No interest in any of the ancillary pieces at, at this time. Even with Keenan Allen, probably, you know, looking at a good matchup on paper, I'm just there are too many other players in his price range. It looks like uh, Miles. Yeah, so it's just it's uh, the news is hitting everywhere right now. So Miles Sanders getting it, getting like the Yahoo alerts for all my season long leagues now that he's out. I have to go change those fucking lineups. Um, okay. Boston Scott, man. Week one, really? We're going to do this? Boston Scott. DFS, dude, I'll tell you. All right, this game's going to be a big deal. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Tampa's got a 22.25 implied team total. New Orleans, a 25.75 implied team total. Um, Let's look at the public betting trends here. We have the Tampa Bay Bucks with 69% of the tickets and 72% of the money on those guys, plus the four points. The Saints, uh, 31% of the tickets, minus four, uh, 28% of the actual cash. So the public uh, sentiment right in line with the Sharps there. Alvin Kamara is probably one of the better plays on the slate. If you, any of these optimizers are spinning him out as a, as a good play, even though Tampa Bay was one of the worst teams in the league to – to go against last year for opposing running backs. It was the team. I mean, they shut down Christian. Well, they shut him down once. And then the second time he was able to save his bacon via touchdowns, but it would have been a miserable game. That second time they played, I believe that was the London game. Keep Carolina, Tampa and London. Um, 
Yeah, I believe it was. But if you look back, Camaro last year in PPR, he had fine games versus. I mean, one of his bigger, his third big, his third biggest game of uh, the 2019 season. Don't quote, don't don't quote me on that. I should, shit, I should just look it up now that I said it. Anthony Miller, no, not Anthony Miller. That's who I had pulled up. Well, who was I talking about? Jesus Christ! I talk about too many players. On Alvin Kamara. Uh, okay, so last year his. In PPR scoring, so he had at home versus Tampa Bay, he's had a 16.4 pointer. There was a touchdownless one, so he caught six balls in that one. He rushed 16 times for 62 yards, and then at Tampa, he had a 22 pointer, which was his one. That's a bigger one. That's a bigger one. Yeah, his third biggest. I should I should I should, I should, I should listen to my gut, man. I, I, I do this shit for a living, right? Tampa Bay on paper, a tough matchup for opposing runners. Alvin Kamara is not your typical opposing runner. And he just got paid a big contract. Michael Thomas costs too much. I want Devontae Adams. I've not sold on Emmanuel Sanders. These defenses are better than people give it credit for. I mean, look, the game's probably going to shoot out, but everybody's going to be on it shooting out. And if we're looking for angles and tournaments to maybe go, maybe I'm not going to play much of this game. I mean, this is our number 24 for the, on the Tampa side. Tom Brady's going to be without Mike Evans. They're going to be able to concentrate Marshawn Lattimore on Chris Godwin. It's not like he's going to be in the slot the whole game now um, where he's going to get P.J. Williams. He's going to see Marshawn Lattimore. He's going to see Janoris Jenkins at certain times. It's our number 24 matchup for opposing quarterbacks, number 26 matchup for opposing running backs. So, for, I mean, Fournette, Ronald, I mean, so Leonard Fournette homecoming, but geez, I mean, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, what the, like, we have to see what the usage looks like before I'm, maybe in the millionaire maker, you can play one. Maybe that's what Blender is saying. Maybe he's saying like, that's the kind of thing you got to do in a game like this, where everybody's stacking it. They think it's going to go off. Play the, play the gross running back, play, play Ronald Jones with Leonard Fournette lingering in the shadows. You know, I don't know. Ugh. And then New Orleans, like the only good matchup here, our number 22 matchup for opposing quarterbacks, 22 matchup for opposing running backs, a middling number 18 matchup for opposing wide receivers. They could get worse if Carlton Davis is as good as some of the people in Tampa Bay say. Our number 11 matchup for opposing tight ends, though. So maybe some Jared Cook interest there. Um doesn't make a lot of sense to me with all the speed they have in the linebacker positions that the matchup tool would spit that out, but the matchup tool takes into account the speed of those linebackers. So uh, who knows? Um, I'm staying away from Michael Thomas because he's going to be very, very popular, and he's just – he hurts my ability to play Devontae Adams. And I'm interested in playing Devontae Adams, and I'm interested in paying up in some other spots. And whenever Derek Cardi's – Blitz projections don't involve Michael Thomas, and he's at home and he's in the dome. It's like at that point, I'm at, 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 at that point, I'm out because he wants to play Michael Thomas every single time. So believe it or not, man, like I think these defenses are a little bit better than most people do, and I know it's the coolest field of football, and I know it's going kind of going out on a limb to say it. And I'm not saying that the game can't shoot out. I want it to shoot out. I, I hope I hope it does for my season long leagues. But if you're looking for an angle. 
maybe in tournaments to avoid some of these guys. Like these defenses objectively are, pre- are pretty good. And I know you throw that stuff out the window in division. And I know you usually throw that stuff out the window when we're coming into our first game. Historically, we've seen in like strike shortened years or years without preseasons. It's, all, it's sometimes last time it was the defenses that came out sluggish that the offenses that they hit all their overs on that, 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 that could be it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know my worries about why maybe it doesn't happen the way everybody hopes. That's just stacking the living shit out of that game. Brady and you know, OJ Howard and Godwin and Kamara and Michael Thomas. All right. The final game will be one that we'll need to keep an eye on for sure because of all the, and God bless everybody dealing with the uh, fires out there on the West coast, man. We've had, we had some shit like that around central Texas one time where um, it, you, you look, you look up in the sky and it's just covered in smoke and um, it's brutal. So anybody that's been affected by that, you know, all of the love from me and from our company to you guys, all, all, all of roster watch nation, but there's an air quality issue uh, that's going to be happening at Levi's stadium with the uh, Arizona Arizona Cardinals of the San Francisco 49ers, Arizona 20.75 implied team total. The San Francisco 49ers are 27.25 implied team total. The public in this game is split 50-50 with 75% of the tickets on the Cardinals and 25% of the tickets on the um, – I'm sorry. There's the, the tickets are split with 75% of the money and 25 on the Cardinals, 25% of the money on the 49ers. So some, the, while the public is split – the Sharps are heavily siding towards the Cardinals and the points here. We know that Kenyon Drake, let me just check, man. Alex, you got to fucking check these things and learn not to spout off at the mouth. I think Kenyon Drake, even though this is a bad matchup on paper, had one of his really good games last year versus the, the San Francisco 49ers once he moved out there to Arizona. It might have even been the fourth touchdown game. No, the fourth touchdown game was Seattle. Uh, versus the 49ers, though, he that was the first that was his first game where he came in and went for 110 yards on the ground on just 15 uh, 15 rushes and 52 uh, through the air on four receptions with a rushing touchdown. So that was a, like a 27 point game that he had against them. So look, play 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 Kenyon Drake. He was in a boot to start the year, but that's fine. Like I'm I'm gonna play some Kenyon Drake at tournaments. Nobody's gonna be on him. Not going to play any Kyler Murray. Not going to play any DeAndre Hopkins in his first game. I want to see how that works out. But no one's going to play DeAndre Hopkins. He is DeAndre Hopkins. And if you did want to play like Kyler, like we talked about, man, these kind of – you got to make stacks that make you feel weird in tournaments if you're going to win. And I'm trying to learn to be a better tournament player. I'm a cat. My mind works like a cash game guy that I, I want to get in the good plays and I want to look at my lineup and say, wow, yeah, I, I love the looks of that thing. Sometimes you got to take on some – like Kyler versus the 49ers. Oof. DeAndre Hopkins, they've, not, they've, they've, they've never played a rep together in a game before. Now, DeAndre Hopkins did work out at Allen High School here in Texas a bunch with, with, with uh, Kyler Murray and our good friend, Coach uh, David Robinson at Always Open, Coach, Coach D. Rob that works with – all the all the best NFL wide receivers. His prop though, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just talk, trying to talk myself onto a contrarian DeAndre Hopkins play. It's just in the pits. He has a 57.5 receiving yard prop. 
I like Kenyon Drake on the Cardinals side. I, I don't know what else I can really get behind. On the 49ers side, Jimmy Garoppolo has had big games um, versus the Cardinals. It's one of the teams that he actually uh, – you think of Jimmy G is kind of sucking, but uh, versus the Cardinals, he is – He's been good if you just look at last year. So last year at Arizona, he had a 32.1-pointer. And then um, at home versus Arizona, let's see, search for Arizona, he had a 37.9-pointer. So he was 24 uh, – in the one game, he was 28 to 37 for 317 and 4. And then at home versus them last time, he was 34 of 45 for 424 and 4. So – Jesus Christ. Look, I mean, looking at Jesus, I didn't realize the games were that big. So Debo Samuel's out. Brandon Ayuk is questionable. It makes for a decent stack. If you play Jimmy Garoppolo and you stack him with Ken, oh, Kendrick Bourne and George Kittle, bring it back on, on, on the other side with Kenyon Drake. <laughs> 